Ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live from the cubby hole here in Marietta, Georgia. Woo, folks, it is not Friday and it is not Linderman's Picks, but I am Jane Linderman here with a very special episode for Tales from the Abyss. That's right, today's special episode is going to be on the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, and why am I dropping a surprise quick episode on on Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because the man is hot right now. He is very, very popular thanks to Netflix. He's got a brand new show called Fubar Out that has actually been number one on the Netflix top ten list for the past two weeks. And also, just yesterday, Netflix released released a brand new documentary series about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's just called Arnold. It's a three-part series, each episode about one hour long. I watched it last night and loved it. Uh, there were some points about it I wish that they would have touched on that they didn't, but that's okay. But yeah, you can't. It's hard to gripe, and it's hard to watch a movie and not gripe about it nowadays. But you know what? It was a very well done documentary, very informative, very detailed, and that is why I decided to drop an episode on Arnold today. And I am titling this episode "The Drive for Five with Arnold Schwarzenegger." And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give everyone my top five favorite Schwarzenegger films. My top five worst Schwarzenegger films. And I'm going to give some honorable mentions and some little tidbits along the way on some other films that are not on our lists. But before we get into the heart and soul of our episode, our lead-in song. Notice, I didn't play the lyrics. Didn't want anybody to know who was singing this tune. But just by the opening, which I love, by the way, I love that drum beat. Uh, can you tell me who sings this song? Yeah, can you t- can you name the song? And can you tell me what movie, what Arnold movie this song is from? Give me those three things. The name of the band that sings the song, the name of the actual song, and the name of the movie the song comes from. I tell you what, if you can do that, please email me uh, at abyssdwellers at gmail.com. That's A-B-Y-S-S-D-W-E-L-L-E-R-Z at gmail.com. Or you can leave your answer on our Facebook page, which is under the name Tales from the Abyss. Um, you can also go to our home app of um, Spotify for Podcasters. It used to be Anchor, but that's what it's called now. You can leave a comment there as well. And the first person that's not a part of my Tales from the Abyss family to get those three answers right, you will receive from me personally a Tales from the Abyss beer koozie. That's right, folks. We're getting ready to start marketing. And guess what? It's summertime, and your cold beverage needs to stay cold, right? So why not try to win a free Tales from the Abyss beer koozie to keep that drink cold out by the pool all summer long. Just make sure it's not Bud Light. Got it? All right. Folks, let's get down to our episode. Like I said, got a lot to get over with uh, top five Arnold movies, top work, top, the top worst Arnold movies, and some honorable mentions, like I said. But what I am going to do right now is I'm going to start with the honorable mentions. So let's go ahead and get cracking on this Arnold thing, shall we? All right, my first honorable mention I do want to mention that I do want to point out is End of Days. Directed by Peter Hyams, who I've said in past episodes before, anybody who listens to us, I've said Peter Hyams is a very underrated director. I think he's done some fine films outside of End of Days. He's also done uh, 2010, the uh, year we make contact with Roy Scheider back in the 80s. He also directed... 
the underrated horror film The Relic with the late great Tom Sizemore and Penelope Ann Miller, two top 90 stars right there, if you recognize those names. He's done some other stuff. The End of Days is a dark movie. It's a, dark, it's a different role for Arnold. This was his first movie back after having major heart surgery a year and a half before. He, uh, According to the documentary, the heart surgery was really serious, and we could have lost Arnold. Can you imagine a world without Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? I can't. I'm picturing a vast wasteland full of bikers and souped-up dune buggies, kind of like Mad Max. That's what I think. Yeah, just people trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> uh, maybe not that extreme, but yeah, so Arnold had a very scary procedure done on his heart. Obviously, he survived. Came and made into days, and the critics hated it. It was released in November of 1999. The setting of the movie takes place on the edge of the new millennium, which was a huge topic at the time. Everybody thought the whole world was about to shut down, if you recall. But, uh, yeah, End of Days is full of action. I think Arnold gives a great performance. And the supporting cast, too. Kevin Pollack, uh, CCH Pounder, uh, Robin Tunney, who was a big, who was a popular actress in the 80s. So, decent cast. Rod Steiger, veteran actor. Rod Steiger plays a priest in this one. And it's a story about good and evil, God versus the devil, basically, uh, and a man trying to find his faith. So, End of Days, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And my favorite one-liner from End of Days, real quick. Arnold and the girl he's protecting, they're in the church, right? The pastor, Rod Steiger, is explaining what's going to happen. The devil has come back to get his bride and at the and right at midnight on the on the millennium, once he has his bride in his arms, that bride, that girl will become his, and Satan will take over the world. So Russ Tiger's explaining all this, and out of all that, Arnold, being about as good as Arnold can be, looks at the priest and goes, "Is that Eastern time?" That's all he got out of it. Boom! Love it. Love one-liners from Arnold. Anyway, end of days, check it out. Another honorable mention, The Running Man, released in the fall of 1987. It was also released the same year as Predator, but by the way, which was a huge hit. We'll get to that movie in a little while, though. The Running Man stars Arnold Schwarzenegger with a, a director by uh, Paul Michael Glazer, who is actually famous for being one of the leads in the old 70s cop show Starsky and Hutch. Now, supposedly, there was another director attached to The Running Man, and he was subsequently fired by the studio for one reason or another. So the movie went from an action movie with some political dark undertones to just a straight-up, fun, one-line-filled Arnold action movie. I love The Running Man. I, re I really do. Uh, his co-star, Richard Dawson, who is best known for hosting that old ga game show Family Feud, plays the sadistic game show hosted Running Man, Killian, and he does a great job. And even though he's not built up a muscular like Arnold, but I still thought he was a good foe. Just putting it out there. And another popular 80s actress, Maria Conchita Alonso, was in The Running Man with Arnold. Decent girl, decent love interest, but the star here, of course, is Arnie. And what is my favorite line from The Running Man? Well... There is a stalker on the Running Man game called Sub-Zero. It's actually this big kind of Eskimo-looking guy with all this gear on. And he's an ice skater, a hockey player, right? And he wears his ice skates and stuff. Anyway, of course, Arnold takes him out in a gruesome fashion. Looks at the camera and goes, Now, 
Sub-Zero. Just plain Zero. That's my best impression. I'm sorry if I, you know, turned people off of that. But, yeah, that's my favorite one-liner from uh, The Running Man. And uh, another honorable mention, I gotta mention True Lies, directed by the the great James Cameron, co-starring Jim Lee Curtis and, and Tom Arnold, and a very young Elijah Dushku. It's, uh, and also another popular 90s actress, Tia Carrera, is in it. It's basically, in my opinion, I, I look at it as kind of a spinoff from all the James Bond spy movies. Movies full of humor, full of big action. Definitely a different type of movie for James Cameron, I think. Uh, James Cameron is known for his big scale films, but as with some humor thrown in, but there's a, definitely more humor in this than most Arnold movies, Arnold action movies, I should say. But a fun movie. The only my only gripe with True Lies is that it's probably too long. It runs close to two and a half hours, but the supporting cast is great. Like I said, Jimmy Lee Curtis and Tom Arnold are great. Tom Arnold's actually hilarious in this movie. Back when Tom Arnold could be funny. Um, just what and you even get uh, a surprise visit from old legendary actor Charlton Heston. So keep your eye out for him in True Lies. I saw True Lies in the theater, loved it. It was a big hit with the audiences and the critics liked it, especially where the year before Arnold had the last action hero and it bombed. So this one kind of brought him back a little bit and put him on a nice little run of, of films. He also had Junior come out in late 94. That was a hit and we'll get to that in a bit. Eraser came out in 96. That was a big hit. remember seeing that. Also in 96, you had Jingle All the Way. Whoa. And I just noticed this. Jingle All the Way is not on my bottom five list that I made today. I don't know how. I do not know how. So I'm going to make that an honorable mention, bottom five. Uh, yeah, definitely. Jingle All the Way is not is not very good. I'm just saying. But True Lies, great. And one last honorable mention i got to put out there and that is the last action hero the film came out in the summer of 93 it was the first movie arnold did after the juggernaut that was terminator 2 judgment day and it bombed people didn't get it in my opinion last action hero is absolutely hilarious it makes fun of all the action tropes of the time and it was actually written by shane black the popular writer that wrote Lethal Weapon and The Last Boy Scout, and was directed by top-notch action director John McTiernan, the man behind uh, Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance. He also did The Hunt for Red October and some other stuff. So, yeah, the things were in line. He had a nice, solid, uh, all-star uh, lineup there, supporting cast, and a lot of cameos. Since this is a spoof, we, we get a cameo from Robert Patrick. Remember him? T-1000, Terminator 2. We get a cameo from Sharon Stone as Catherine Tramiel in Basic Instinct. We get the voice of Danny DeVito of a cartoon cat that's actually on the police squad. So Last Action Hero is actually really kind of long, too. It runs about 2 hours and 15 minutes. So, I mean, if they had cut out about 30 minutes of it, I think it would have been ran a little bit better, a little bit more smoother. The Last Action Hero is full of big action set pieces, and it's full of humor. And Arnold even makes fun of himself, which is why I like it. So that was my last honorable mention, Last Action Hero. All right, folks, let's get to our list real quick, like, shall we? All right, we're going to start with our bottom five Arnold Schwarzenegger films. I'm going to start from number five and go to number one. So five to number one being the worst since this is the bottom. 
So here we go. The drive for five with Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, the bottom five. And at number five, I have the 1994 movie Junior. Now, you know, Junior is not too shabby um, in a lot of people's eyes. Just not mine. I'm sorry, but how are you going to have a legit movie? How in the world are you going to have a legit movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger being pregnant? Because that's the gist of the movie. It's scientists who figure out how to get a man pregnant. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. But when I watch it, when I did watch it back in the day, couldn't stand it. So, yeah, number five, I have Junior. At number four is the movie Sabotage that was released in 2014. This came out right when Arnold was trying to do one last run as a great action star. He had come out with The Last Stand uh, a, a year or two before. The Last Stand I actually liked, but it was a bomb at the box office. Um, Sabotage, directed by David Iyer, and has a great supporting cast. Sam Worthington, Terrence Howard, Josh Holloway, jo- Joe Magnaliello. I think that's how you sell it. Magnaliello. Anyway, fuck it. So, the problem is... The execution was done poorly. Sabotage is not an action-packed action movie that the previews suggest. Um, Yeah, so I've watched this once, and I probably doubt I'll watch it again. There's just nothing memorable. They try to add a twist at the end, but it's a twist you see coming about 10 minutes into the movie. So number four is Sabotage. At number three, the sci-fi movie, The Sixth Day. I've only seen this movie one time. Yep. And I saw it way back in 2000. This is actually Arnold's first movie in the 2000s. Well, all the way back in the in 2000, November of 2000, uh, and just didn't like it. Uh, the big selling point for The Sixth Day was that uh, we get double Schwarzeneggers. Yep. Yep. Schwarzenegger pulled a Van Damme. Playing himself as another character, as another character, so we get two Schwarzeneggers for the price of one. Directed by veteran director um, Roger Spottiswood, who is known for directing the Bond movie Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, the movie just doesn't play well. I don't think Arnold plays well with sci-fi either, other than the Terminator. But that's just me. Six Day could have been better, should have been better. Instead, we get a clunker that really was just dead on arrival. So. At number two on our list, Collateral Damage. If you have not seen Collateral Damage, you're not missing much. It came out in uh, it came out in early 2002. It was hyped up again as being another big, wonderful Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie. Unfortunately, the movie is just dull. It's about a man who loses his family in a terroristic attack. The movie is actually supposed to have been released in 2011 or excuse me in 2001 which we all know not 11 that year and anything that's got to do with terroristic threats or bombs or anything like that in the movies was postponed and this uh was true about collateral damage directed by veteran uh director action director andrew davis who also directed the awesome the fugitive with harrison ford and Tommy lee jones but he also did the lackluster chain reaction with Keanu Reeves. I don't know if you've seen that, but you're not missing much. Morgan Freeman's in it too, but you're not missing much. And the same can be said about Collateral Damage. It's just not a very good movie. Saw it once in the movie theater. haven't seen it since. 
Sorry, can't do it. Collateral damage is not good. And the no, and the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger movie of all time, if you ask me, Batman and Robin. That's right. Mr. Batman himself, uh, it was played by George Clooney and his top villain, the Iceman. That's right. Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're talking about one-liners. Holy Toledo. Does he give out some doozies? Matter of fact, I don't even think Mr. Freeze has dialogue. I think he just spits out one-liners. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Yeah. All right, everybody. Chill. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, Batman and Robin. I have it to to complete my Batman Blu-ray collection, but movie's not very good, folks. And I think it's universally known as being an awful movie. All right, so here's what we're going to do, folks. Our bottom five in our drive for five with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Number five, Junior. Number four, Sabotage. Number three, The Sixth Day. Number two, Collateral Damage. And number one, Batman and Robin. Now, it was right around in his later movie career. He also did, it showed up in the Expendables movies, which was cool. Like I mentioned, he did The Last Stand that same year in 2013. He had a movie he starred with uh, Stallone in for the first time ever called Escape Plan. Uh, yeah, it's just too bad that it's probably about 20 years too late. Just saying. Um, he did have a dramatic turn in a movie called Maggie in 2015, which I did see. And it's about his daughter who was bitten by a zombie. And it's slowly turning. It's about the struggle of a father to save his daughter. Not too bad. And then, of course, you had the Terminator sequels. Terminator 3, Rise of Machines in 2003 was a big hit, but critically, it, it was a disaster. Terminator 3, to me, is underrated a little bit. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but it's decent. The female Terminator aspect of it I thought was cool. He also did uh, Terminator Genesis, which... uh, Yeah, I can't say much about that because it's awful. The movie made no freaking sense whatsoever. And then Terminator Dark Fate in 2019, another attempt to to revive the, the ailing, dying Terminator franchise... Terminator Dark Fate isn't terrible. Uh, I think it's a better sequel than Terminator 3 or Terminator Salvation or Terminator Genesis. It just came out the wrong time. Nobody wanted it. Nobody could care less. And plus, now that the movie's been released for a while, there's been supposed like production issues and stuff between the director and creator, writer, slash producer, uh, James Cameron. So I don't know. But yeah, so Arnold's later movie career was not stellar, to say the least. So, what are the stellar films in Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography? Well, let's get to those right freaking now. Oh yes, let's complete this drive for five with Arnold Schwarzenegger with a bang, shall we? Let's go over my top five Arnold Schwarzenegger films, and here we go. At number five, I have Twins. Twins, the comedy movie with Danny DeVito, directed by awesome, great, wonderful, legendary director Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman, who's probably best known for directing Ghostbusters, uh, among some a bunch of other stuff. But wow, yeah, the Twins is hilarious. I mean, the way Schwarzenegger and DeVito play off each other is absolutely hilarious. Hell, you basically laugh your ass off when you get them, you know, have them standing side by side, you know. Arnold as the, you know, fish out of the water, strange person in a strange land. He's awesome. He He's about as clueless as he could be. 
about as clueless as Alicia Silverstone, but you know what? It works. And Danny DeVito as kind of like the scum bucket brother trying to get his life right meets his new brother in Schwarzenegger. They become close and it changes his life. It's that kind of a story. But Twins is hilarious. Not only that, it was a huge hit. As a matter of fact, up until Terminator 2, Twins was actually Arnold's highest grossing movie. And if I read correctly, DeVito and Schwarzenegger to this day are still making money off of Twins because of the deal, of the deal they made way back when. So smart on both of those guys to still get paid on that film. But it was a huge hit. Schwarzenegger's hilarious. It's actually got some charm to it. So Twins, 1988, is my number five, top five uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And at number four, Commando. Yes. The best action, one of the best action one-liner movies in history. I'd put it out there with The Running Man. The Running Man, like I said before, has got some decent ones. But man, the Commando has some doozies. Directed by veteran Mark L. Lester who at the time was known for directing the Stephen King adaptation, 1984's Firestarter with Drew Barrymore, a, a very young Drew Barrymore, which, to be honest, I've seen the movie and it's boring as hell. The only thing you got to look out for is the very end when shit starts exploding. That's about all I can say about 1984's Firestarter. But, um, yeah, Commando, people say it was a playoff of uh, Rambo, and, and that very well could have been because... Legend has it, Schwarzenegger and Stallone were duking it out for top action star back in the day, and they were very competitive with each other. Supposedly, their ebo, their egos were so big, they could combine forces to take on the Klingon warship. I'm just saying. But, yeah, Commando came out full of action, full of one-liners, and I'm trying to think of my favorite one-liner from Commando. It's hard to choose. I think the most famous one is when Arnold's holding the guy up by his leg over a cliff. He goes, hey, Sully, remember I told you I had to kill you last? Sully goes, that's right, Matrix, you did. I lied. Let's him go. Full of one-liners throughout that whole movie, just like that one. But I love it. It's Arnold at his best. Not only that, but he is built like a shit brick house in this one. I don't think there was an ounce of fat on that body in Commando, boy. Because when he takes over that island, you talking about Lamp Hill lose Rambo First Blood Part 2, Stallone. He ain't got nothing on John Matrix because he literally blows everything up, plain and simple at the very end. That's why I love Commando. And that's why I also have it at number four on our top five Schwarzenegger movies. <clears throat> number three, 1984's The Terminator. That's right. I'm going with the first Terminator at number three. Outstanding movie. If you compare this one to all other Terminators, it easily plays by itself without a problem. It's a darker movie. Most of the movie takes place at night. It's a little bit of a scarier, edgier movie. The movie, I mean, the first Terminator was directed, of course, by James Cameron, but it was also done on a very low budget. You got to think, this is just before uh, Cameron really kind of broke out in Hollywood because it was after this movie. He did Aliens, which is a huge hit. He did The Abyss, great critically, great visually, but box office numbers weren't all that great. But then, of course, 91 was Terminator 2, and James Cameron was the best director in Hollywood, so to speak, some people say. 
But in this one, this one was done really low budget. And, of course, Arnold is the Terminator. He is the killing machine with no soul, no feelings, nothing. He has one mission. Sarah Connor. That's it. Find her. Take her out. Do not let her son be born to to become the leader of a resistance against the machines. That, that, that's the story of the movie. But it plays out well. And Arnold is perfect as a Terminator. He doesn't need to say much at all. His presence alone is menacing. And of course, <clears throat> supporting cast, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, awesome, uh, iconic, one of the great heroines uh, of Hollywood. And uh, then Michael Bean, Kyle Reese, ends up being John Connor's father. But uh, Michael Bean was awesome with Kyle Reese, thought he was a wonderful protector. And you can tell he was going to protect Sarah Connor with every inch of his life going up against this cyborg. The Terminator, the man, the machine that will not stop. And Arnold, outstanding. That is why I have the Terminator at number three. Number two, 1987's Predator. Love Predator. And Arnold is just outstanding. Not only is he a great physical presence, like always, but he... Like towards the end of the movie, you know, when it's mono and mono with that predator. Wow, out there in the woods, out there in the jungle. Men being men. And women let them. You know what I mean? Back in the late 80s, machismo was in. Sissified people were out. And Arnold was leading the charge. And guess what? The predator was waiting on him. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that one, folks. But filled with action, a great cast. It's an all-male cast, too, which is really just something you don't see today. Uh, with Carl Weathers, you know, remember Apollo Creed from the Rocky films. Uh, future Minnesota governor Jesse the Body Ventura, who's best known at the time for being a wrestler and a wrestling announcer. A, pop, a very good one at that, by the way. Um, veteran actor Bill Duke, who also directed several movies. He was also in the uh, Arnold film Commando. Uh, you have Sonny Landham, veteran actor, who's also best known for showing up in 48 Hours, the Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte movie. Remember that one? And he was also uh, Chink Weber in the Stallone Prison movie, Lock Up. Anyway, great cast, full of action, great battle at the end, mano y mano, who's going to win, man versus alien, can't beat it, true, true survival story at the end. Uh, and, of course, Arnold survives by only the way Arnold can. And that is just blowing shit up. But anyway, so I have Predator at number two. And at number one, I have Terminator 2, Judgment Day, the top grossing movie uh, in Arnold's career. And it was also the top, uh, top grossing movie of 1991. Came out in the summer of that year, and it just took over the world. It really did. It spawned uh, rides at Universal. It spawned action figures. I remember the video games on the Sega Genesis more than anything when, when I think about Terminator 2 stuff. Uh, I remember when it came out on video, people were renting it all over the place. Terminator 2 is a popular movie. But here's the thing. Terminator 2 is also a really good movie. It could be one of the best, if not the best, sequels, indoor action films ever. And I mean it. Terminator 2 is spot on, filled with big, wonderful action set pieces, filled with great characters that, that you care about. I know Edward Furlong has had his demons to battle, and I know that personally he has had a rough go of it the last few years. But uh, man, a young Edward Furlong's John Connor in this, 
to me, works. I think it's great. And I think it's a freaking crying shame that they killed off this version of John Connor at the beginning of Terminator Dark Fate. Spoiler alert. There. Now you don't have to watch the movie. Yeah, it just, just makes no sense. But, anywho, Terminator 2 is just a five-star classic. Anytime it's on, I, I try to watch a little bit of it. I'm just mesmerized by the t- cutting-edge special effects, the cutting-edge technology that James Cameron has, has and still is developing. I mean, just watch his movie Avatar, right? The same. So, Terminator 2 is a... You can't, I can't miss classic. And I think it will always be my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film. So, to recap our top five Arnold films... Number five, Twins. Number four, Commando. Number three, The Terminator. Number two, Predator. And number one, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And that's it. That's it, folks. That's it for our drive for five with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I know some of you are probably asking, like, Jay, what about Conan? Well, let me give you my take on Conan real quick. Conan the Barbarian, released in 1982, was a huge hit. It definitely put Arnold in the limelight as being a serious leading man in Hollywood. Movie's also a big hit. Uh, I have watched Conan the Barbarian recently, and while I absolutely love the musical score by Basil Polidorus, I would, did not love the movie. Maybe it's me. I'm not huge on the fantasy, like, adventure films. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been big into Lord of the Rings. I've never been big into Harry Potter. Uh... I know, a lot of people love Willow. I'm not a huge Willow fan. You know what I mean? So, maybe it's just me there. But Conan the Barbarian is a good movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, it's director John Milius is a notorious guy in Hollywood for being a hardhead, right? John Milius is also, in my opinion, Hollywood's greatest greatest screenwriter ever. Maybe I can do a show on him one day. Anywho, so that's what I think about Conan the Barbarian. Now, as far as is, as is... It's sequel, Conan the Destroyer. Watched half of it. Piece of garbage. Can't do it. Can't do it. This is bad. I mean, they Conan the Barbarian is rated R for a reason. Conan is a womanizer. Conan loves blood. Likes to go out there on the... I mean, the man was born on the battlefield, as they say. Right? Conan was. So, Conan the Destroyer, they're trying to turn it into a PG movie, thinking they can bring in the kiddies and make more money. It's just too bad the movie suffered from it. So that's my stance on Conan. And now you got to think too, Arnold really came in the limelight like back in the mid 70s with his bodybuilding documentary, Pumping Iron, which I have seen. And it is actually still to this day a good movie, a great look inside the world of bodybuilding. And then he had a movie based on bodybuilding called Stay Hungry that was also popular. Other movies I did not mention, Raw Deal in 1986. Uh, just a, a movie I think Arnold did for Dino Laurinaitis to try to get out of his contract or to finish his contract. The movie itself is decent, I guess, but nothing memorable. Of course, there was Total Recall. That was a huge hit. I did not add this to a list, mainly because I think I'm the only person in this world that really doesn't like Total Recall. I'm just putting it out there. My bad, my bad that some people do and I don't, but yeah. Not a huge fan of Total Recall. However, he did do Kindergarten Cop with Ivan Reitman. Who his twins director and Kindergarten Cops actually a charming funny movie, uh, very surprising a long time ago seeing it with my parents and being like wow this is pretty good, hate the title though Kindergarten Cop can't stand the title but decent movie nonetheless, 
did I miss anything? Uh, I mentioned the Expendables, Skate Plan, Last Stand, Maggie, Terminator sequels. Yeah, that's about it with old Arnold. Oh, I did mention briefly Eraser from 1996. It was a big summer uh, blockbuster action movie, and it was a huge hit, by the way. The problem was there's nothing memorable. That's why it's not on any of my list today. But that's all I got for Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hope everybody has learned a little bit about the man from Austria. I tell you what, like I said, that three-part documentary series that was just released yesterday on Netflix on, on the man is outstanding. I recommend it. And I also recommend his new action comedy series, Bar, which I have not finished yet. I'm about halfway through it. But I love it so far. It's simple. It's direct. Don't take too much into it. And then you will love Bar as well. And folks, yeah, just like a preacher in a strip club on a Sunday morning, I am out of here. I'd like to thank you all once again for tuning in to me right here on Tales from the Abyss as I dropped a very special episode. Quick programming notes, though. Us here at Tales from the Abyss, we're always busy. Me and Link dropped a new episode on the main pod just this past week where we did a deep dive review of the Bruce Lee movie, Fist of Fury. It's going to be the first in a series of deep dives about Bruce Lee films that we're going to try to do about once a month. Uh, also, our other guys, The Sentiment with Rennie Rico and Western Sid from the Abyss with Arthur Ziegler. Those shows will be coming back. Keep in mind, both men are recovering from surgeries. So I guess... Uh, Soon as as soon as they're up and ready, we will be too. And I can't look. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait. So, folks, with that, I am Jay Linderin. Hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Be sure to tune in tomorrow on Tales from the Abyss as I drop another episode of Linderman's Picks. That's right. I went six and two last week, five and one in baseball. Oh man, I'm so excited. Can't wait to get to those results tomorrow. Until then, I am Jay Linderman. Telling you to stay safe and to stay badass. Good night, American.